Welcome to another episode of Capital Conversations. I'm today's host, John Rogers, president of Veracity Capital, and I'm joined by my colleague and friend, wealth advisor and partner, Kevin Bowell. Today, we're going to discuss everyone's favorite topic now that the calendar has turned to 2024, and that's taxes. This is the season where we typically get a lot of questions about tax preparation, tax planning, what should I be doing before April 15th? And so, Kev, uh, you know, Happy New Year. Um, glad, glad to see you back in the office. Um, thoughts on, on taxes, what, what it means to different people, how to differentiate this. Uh, when you hear taxes, what, what do typical clients come to mind? Hey, John. Yeah, thanks for that introduction there. So this is a timely topic and usually, you know, kind of toward the end of, of December uh, as wealth advisors, we're usually having conversations with our clients about kind of year end wrapping up of the, the financial plan, which of course includes gathering tax information, um, any sort of strategies that would, would, would impact them from a tax standpoint, getting that done by the end of that calendar year there. And then of course, in January is usually when, you know, if our clients don't have CPAs or, or need that tax preparation, uh, we're, we're getting them introduced to those people, um, you know, either end of, end of December, January, so they can start getting ready to gear up for that. And so, you know, I think this topic, why we're doing it now, and we get lots of questions and comments from clients about tax planning versus tax preparation. And I think what we're going to dive into on this podcast is the difference as we see it, uh, what you need to know, um, and hopefully, you know, figure out what type of professional that you need to, to be able to handle both of those um, uh, important topics. Gotcha. So it sounds like uh, there's certain things that should have been done prior to the start of 2024 versus now that we're in 2024. I guess what should have a client what should have a client already done by now, and what should they be expecting going into Q1? What's the difference there? Well, I, I think to answer that, it's important to 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 understand what professionals do tax preparation. And kind of what professionals do tax planning. So if you don't mind, I'm going to dive in a little bit. And again, we we actually get, I don't know if you want to call it complaints or concerns, but a lot of times we work with good CPAs, we refer good CPAs, you know, and our clients sometimes like, well, wait a minute, you know, my, my CPA basically tells me what I owe, um, you know, what are we going to do throughout the year to help that? And that typically falls on a wealth advisor and I'll kind of explain why, why that is. So a CPA to get a CPA, that's somebody who's going to do your tax preparation. Um, if you're if you if you have a sophisticated tax return, there are several different types of professionals that can do it. But typically, in our industry, in our client base, they're looking at a CPA. A CPA is going to have a bachelor's degree in accounting, uh, but not just a bachelor's degree. It takes 150 hour credit hours, which is almost up to where you would think of a master's. You don't technically have to have a master's to get a CPA, but you have to have 150 credit hours. Uh, and a certain amount of those in accounting. The CPA exam itself is pretty rigorous, uh, takes years to attain, and it's uh, the highest credential from a tax standpoint. And so very highly trained uh, tax professionals there. There's really two main focus areas that CPAs do. One is audit. Think of that as like more corporate uh, corporate audit, things that are more business related. And then the other one's taxes. And that's where where we fall close, closely with. <clears throat> so CPAs are very qualified. The challenge is, is they... You know, they have really two main tax seasons, April 15th, which is the deadline, and then the extended deadline, which is October 15th, give or take. Well, 
they're very highly concentrated in the amount of time they can get those tax returns done. They're usually very busy. The good ones are busy. Um, they're not necessarily going to be able to sit down with you throughout the year, right? And go through all these different strategies that you may think about uh, to help avoid paying taxes. And, and what ends up happening is, again, to my earlier point, a lot of these you know, clients or people are frustrated that they didn't get that and that they, they just, you know, call it by March, they're giving all the documents to their CPA. And really the only communication is after that's done, Hey, here's what you owe. Um, and so that's tax preparation. Okay. And tax planning is very different, John. And that's what you had asked originally, which is what should you be doing throughout the year? And the truth is CPAs are very qualified to do tax planning. Some of them do. Those fees are typically very, very high, you know, um, in the five digits and things like that. Those are, um, you know, you're paying an hourly fee throughout the year to a CPA. Uh, and so they're going to charge on that. Who typically uses that? You know, fairly medium-sized business owners and things of that nature. Some small business owners, uh, but but kind of medium-sized business owners are, are, are may embark on a CPA to do that. What we do as wealth advisors, okay, uh, we take, we have all that financial information in front of us. We build financial plans. And so tax planning has more to do with the taxes around the financial plan. So if you think about that, that could be anything from social security taxes, investment related taxes, the, the consequences of making different investment decisions, um, making choices with, you know, deferred compensation if, a, if an employee has that option or how much to to contribute to a 401k, whether traditional or Roth. Those are all tax planning conversations that, of course, your CPA understands. But are you setting up the times throughout the year to book with your CPA to have those? In our experience, no. Most people don't do that. Uh, and that's where we come in as wealth advisors to make sure that that gets done. Yeah, Kev, I was going to say the most, most common discussion I have with clients around their CPA is simply, you know, send me the forms. Right or where where is my tax form? Um, very different than what you're talking about, and and actually, you know, it sounds like you know CPAs are more uh, or tax prep people are more reactive. Uh, you know, completing data that are completing tasks that have already been done versus proactive on the wealth management side. Uh, is that accurate? It, it totally is, and and the CPA's defense, it's. It's just the nature of their business versus like a, a wealth planner or financial planning business. So, you know, a wealth planner or financial advisor is probably, I think the average is about 85 clients per advisor here at Veracity Capital. We're more about like 40 clients to advisor. So we have a lot more time as opposed to a CPA who may have 800, a thousand returns that they have to get done. And by the way, you know, we, we have kind of all year to do a lot of what we do they have to do it in a very shortened time frame, so they just don't have that bandwidth uh, to do that. And if they, if if you're going to take up that bandwidth from them, they're going to charge you a very, very, um, you know, I would say fair fee, but it's going to be very high fee uh, to have somebody with those credentials go through that type of planning for you. It's much more economical uh, to work with a, a wealth advisor that can, you know, as that's part of their. Um, offering and service offering to be able to do that, that planning with you. The other side too, is CPAs, although they're, they're, they're excellent with accounting by definition, that's, that's, that's 
rearward looking, right? You're accounting of what actually happened where, you know, we're kind of looking more forward about planning on what's going to happen this year, 2024, 2025, 2026, et cetera. Um, you know, that's something that the CPA is not necessarily going to have in their fingertips unless they, we give it to them. What's the investment projections during those years? Is the client planning on changing jobs in three years and retiring? Is the client looking for expecting a promotion, right? That that's going to bump up several tax brackets. So like a CPA doesn't necessarily always have those. And so in their defense, it's tough for them to do that unless they're engaged at a much higher level, which of course comes with a much higher cost. Gotcha. That, that makes sense. So, so um, I guess what you're saying is both are right for clients or both applicable to clients or is one more, you know, more appropriate than the other? Or what's your thoughts there? Yeah, I think I think a lot of times if you have a, an immediate tax question, uh, whether it's complicated or not, I, I would say the CPA is going to be the most qualified to help answer that, to help talk through that. They're the ones the most updated with the laws, and and they're you know legally um, uh, licensed, if you will, to be able to represent you in front of the IRS. So so that's how I'd look at that. If your question is more related to maybe a future kind of tax planning question, or hey, what ifs things like that. Hey, based on these things about my life, what if I were to choose this or that? That's where a wealth advisor, I think, could probably fill in. You know, our clients use both, right? So a lot of people are going to need both. You need a wealth advisor to help make sure that you have a financial plan, that your investments are aligned with the goals that you have, um, that the, you know, all your income sources and assets are taken into account when building out that plan to achieve those goals. So wealth advisor is going to take care of that as long as help you make good tax decisions throughout the year. So when you do go onto your CPA, um, you're having a much better outcome um, from that standpoint. You're, you're, you're taking advantage of that. And the way we do it at Veracity is we typically work directly with the CPA. So, you know, I know we like to, um, uh, with permission, of course, from the client's permission is work with the CPAs, have conversations with them about them, um, give them their information that they need to, to file the return and help, you know, especially for more complicated situations, make sure that we're compliant with all the IRS rules and regulations. So to answer your question, John, I think it's usually both um, depending on the complexity of the client. And um, that's typically, typically how we handle it. Gotcha. So, so let, let's, let's uh, give a hypothetical situation. I'm in my late sixties. Uh, I'm about to retire. Um, what, what would tax planning do for me? And, and could you give me an example of kind of how that plays out and what that means for me? Sure. So you're in your late sixties, you're about to retire. So you don't have too many years left uh, of where you're earning an income. And I'm going to assume using when people are in their fifties and sixties, they're kind of at their highest earnings level, uh, earnings potential. So let's just call it somewhere in a high tax bracket, right? Well, you know, as a, as that person, you're in your high tax bracket, you send your CPA, the documents, and they tell you what you owe. Well, as a wealth advisor, what they're going to do is understand, okay, let's map this out. You're going to retire, we'll call it five years. So you've got five years to contribute. Here's the type of accounts you should contribute to, to, to get the most advantageous tax, uh, you know, outcome th- these next few years. Then once you retire, we can map out your tax rate's going to drop to so-and-so. Um, that's the time to start, you know, doing different strategies, whether it's a Roth conversion Maybe it's a partial IRA distribution to kind of level out your tax liability over several years. We call that tax bracket structuring, which is really just 
understanding and, and estimating what we think your tax bracket is going to be, make good decisions um, based on that. And so to answer your question, that's typically where we meet when we meet people that are in that realm, some of the strategies that we you know, usually work for most people. Gotcha. And I would assume, you know, tax uh, planning also um, has to do with uh, avoidance of estate taxes and, and things of that nature. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, when I, when I pretty much taxes hit on every discipline of financial planning. So we think of investment planning, of course, the decisions you make with investments, when it comes to trust and estate planning, the the state taxes that are involved there uh, different estates are, are taxed at different, lo- at, at different levels. Trusts themselves or entities have a different tax bracket, the individual tax bracket. So all that needs to be taken into account. Um, cash flow, of course, that that could change the income, right, that you're actually receiving, which changes your income tax bracket. So that's all part of it. Uh, and then even risk management and insurance. Uh, insurance contracts are taxed differently. There's strategies around that. So all of those facets of financial planning kind of touch on taxes. Uh, so it's all relevant. Gotcha. Thank you. Uh, let's jump to the other end of the spectrum. Let's now pretend I'm a, uh, an executive at uh, you know a local corporation here in, in uh, Atlanta. Uh, I'm getting uh, different stock awards, stock grants, RSUs, stock options. Um, talk to me a little bit about tax planning versus tax prep uh, for, for that individual. Yeah, so that's really important and, and frankly where I think wealth managers – uh, really should come in and look at it and say, okay, depending on the type of equity award you're getting, um, advisors are going to know those rules um, on, on, on how that's going to be taxed. Your CPA clearly will too. And so this is where you'll work together. For example, when it comes to an incentive stock option, uh, they're taxed differently than non-qualified stock options. So knowing those differences, the timing of when you exercise matters, the timing of when you were then to subsequently sell that stock can matter. Uh, so all those things really need to be worked in unison. And where we come into is there's this thing called AMT, alternative minimum tax. That's something that advisors aren't going to calculate. That's a CPA. Uh, that's more of a CPA question. So we'll work with them and say, hey, you know, Mr. Miss CPA, what is the AMT going to be? Should we execute this strategy? And then the advisor, ultimately wealth advisor and the client kind of make the decision on, on how to move forward based on those types of things. So that's just an example of how the, really the team works together to really get the best outcome. Gotcha. Thank you. How about uh, capital gains, right? Uh, everybody's looking at capital gains at the end of the year. Um, who, who's the best person to help me out with that? How do I um, think about that from a risk return standpoint? Um, who's better suited to help there? Yeah. So your financial advisor who's managing the investments themselves will have access to what those numbers look like. So they're going to have a you know daily access to what the capital gains are. A CPA will only know after the year's done, you know, when you give them that information, but obviously the advisor is looking at those, uh, those positions, right? Every security, the cost basis, all of that. So a good advisor is going to make sure that they're making decisions that if you're going to recognize a capital gain, it's one, it's known, it makes sense, and it's in your tax budget, if you will. And then two, if there's any capital losses to offset that, they're going ahead and doing that. We call that tax loss harvesting, which is its own little strategy that that we implement as well. So usually that's going to be the advisor giving you that advice and also executing the investments in a way that are going to benefit you from an after-tax performance perspective. Um, and so... That's how that would work. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so let me, uh, you know, before we wrap up here, kind of summarize uh, one, I would think tax planning comes first uh, at least earlier in the year or, or throughout the course of the year. And, and from, from what you said, it's kind of income management uh, investment strategy and return management. Uh, if I'm a business owner uh, kind of some of the business decisions involved there, uh, estate and maybe retirement planning. Is, is that a good summation for kind of the planning side of things? A hundred percent. That's right. Yep. Okay. And then on the tax preparation side, that'd be more, you know, collection of the tax documents, uh, the actual calculation of what, what the taxes I, I owe or don't owe, uh, and then the physical filing of those documents, correct? That's right. Yep. And if I didn't mention already, that's what tax prep is, the document collection that, you know, that, that calculation that, that especially depending on how complicated you are, you'll want that qualified uh, certified public accountant to do that. Um, and then of course the compliance side with the IRS, it's got to be filed by a certain time. It's got to be filed a certain way. There's got to be certain forms that are attached to those returns and things to, 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 you know, prove and, and uh, you know, all those compliant pieces to that regulatory side of it. That's, that's where the CPA is going to be the expert on doing that. Gotcha. So you know me, I'm pretty simple. Uh, I want to boil it down to a couple different points here. I'd say number one, Everybody should have a tax preparer. I'm required to file taxes uh, by the federal government every year. Uh, so that's one. But it sounds like if I really want to maximize uh, my wealth and, and what I'm doing uh, with my investments and estates, uh, state planning, then I should have a tax planner who then integrates with my tax preparer to execute the full plan. I have to agree. I think working in unison with a wealth manager who does tax planning. And I should, I should say that too, John, because not all financial advisors do tax planning and that's okay. Um, but wealth planners that do actual tax planning uh, in unison with a qualified CPA or other type of tax preparer, I think it's going to give you the best outcome, uh, save you the most money um, and just really, you know, put you on that much better of a track to meet those goals you have. Gotcha. So it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep, right? 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent uh kev uh thank you very much uh great great chatting with you today uh you know obviously very important both the preparation and the planning i think you know clearly uh you've articulated that that, that they need to go hand in hand uh so thank you appreciate your time uh to the audience have a great 2024 please watch for future uh episodes of capital conversations and we'll see you soon Thank you. This podcast is not considered investment or tax advice, so please consult your financial or tax advisor with any specific questions. 